Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app.
Yeah, Queen with a megaphone. Okay, please go put the kids to bed. Uh, this is not going to be a PG-13 rated show this evening. Um, but uh, that's why we love it and why we love the music we're going to feature this evening. You are listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Feed Me by Qualm from their upcoming EP, Feed Me. They are going to be doing their EP release show on the 24th with Dead Stars and Jigsaw Youth. And that is going to be at the Knitting Factory. We open the show with our guest this evening, the Royal They, their song CNT from their recently released e- uh, album, God, album, Foreign <laughs> Being. Uh, I'm joined in the studio tonight by Rick, Michelle, Daryl from the band. We are going to enjoy a beer. We're going to play lots of fantastic music and we're going to talk about the awesome show that I missed on Friday. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> it's called, you know, like being old and just wanting to get out. Yeah, it and was well past it, our bedtime, too. <laughs> yeah. We were hurting the whole next day. <laughs> yeah. And if you intense. can bring that just a little bit closer okay. to you, let's, you know, not when you're like yelling in sludge fucker or anything yeah. like that, but you know, <laughs> when, when you're really wanting to get the lyrics out for flying naked and you want to be right up close to That's the, right. to the microphone. Point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, so first tell me about Friday. You guys played with some great bands. It was bonkers. Um, we, I mean, it, it was a, a dream bill, uh, for sure. Um, and it was one of the most, uh, just, emotionally cathartic shows we've played I, that fair I, to say i'm shocked by the word because i think that might be <clears throat> the first time cathartic has been used on this this radio oh, show is it? oh <laughs> yeah, wow yeah. interesting about time yeah mm. music glad should I got that be in a there. catharsis yes indeed but yeah um, we we also we you know we had uh bands that have kind of been with us from the beginning um and then new friends we met along the way uh on our last uh, i guess our going south tour um, and a literal light. I, I mean, I feel by the end of it, we really couldn't have picked a more deserving, just better uh, duo <laughs> and just amazing musical act and performance. They, they just they they kind of for me at least they I mean they stole the show and I think they're 
they went away with a lot more fans than they yeah. uh, so came to New York with. Just in case anybody doesn't know, we had uh, on the bill, we had uh, the Rizzos. And who, we who had, I believe, Daryl, I said to you, like, break, great, I'm going to break my curse and I'm finally going to see the Rizzos. Double damnation. That is absolutely yeah. what yeah. you said. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go see him. Oh, great. And what then, have you done, Matt? And then, uh, <laughs> then El Silver Cabs as well was on the bill. They were also on the bill of our first album release yep, last so they're, year. So they're uh, recurring. Um, they're uh, recurring. favorites. Yes, indeed. <laughs> BFFs. Um, <laughs> And we actually, uh, we like, we actually, the first time we ever played out of town, uh, we played with them. We actually went in their van and Rick couldn't come, uh, cause something, another gig had come up. And so their drummer drummed for us. And we like, we're, they're like super BFFs, El Silver Cabs. Yeah. Absolutely. Fun guys to tour with. <laughs> but yeah, to Rick's point, it was, um, and it was, a, yeah. it, the show was very much a, uh, like a, a sort of representation of all of the, the, the all of the various friends we've made throughout the course of being a band and some of the, some of the people who've been the most important to us and the, even those who weren't playing were also they there are. at the show and but just, also the point that I was getting to was that Illiterate Light uh, is a band that's from uh, Harrisonburg Virginia they're completely amazing we uh, okay wow when we went down there um, they actually kind of found us because they'd played with El Silver Cabs and I think they knew the Mad Doctors and who are you know, both on our record label, King Pizza Records. And um, like they reached out to us. They're like, hey, we see that you're heading down to the Virginia area. Would you like to play a show in Harrisonburg? And we're like, I've never heard of this place before. Sure. Where where, where did you, I've been to Harrisonburg. Where did you play? We played at Crayola House. Mm. Which is legendary. <clears throat> it has been throwing shows apparently since the 90s. And it shows it. <laughs> it, the, the, the house that i mean you go into the house and it's like a it looks like it could be condemned um but the the basement half of it was actually flooded yeah uh, when we when we played there and we it was actually our first time that we ever played that first track that you you played on the on the radio just now yeah. yeah and we didn't know what the response was going to be and when we started every we didn't know anybody there we didn't know so anybody. everybody just came up and they just embraced us in open arms it was yeah. unbelievable the response we got um so we actually were so moved by that show that the last track on our record is our kind of you know paying homage to that experience being there and what it's all about uh for us uh, it's the the weekender track okay <clears throat> so yeah. It has a lot of meaning for us. Yeah. <laughs> and unbeknownst to you, you kind of you got ahead of me in terms of how I wanted things to go, but that's, that's perfectly all right. Because um, wh what I wanted to try and do was <clears throat> to get some more music in and get a recommendation for people to go out to see a show tonight and then give us a bigger block of time to sort of, because I think there's kind of a lot of things to delve into that would, might be better to try and do in one sort of long yeah. block. Uh, and then fit in music. So the show that I want to get people to go see to tonight are good friends of yours. World's uh, Greatest Detective. The World's Greatest yeah. Detective, uh, who are playing down the street uh, this evening. Well, kind of down the street and around the corner uh, at Zone 1 at Elsewhere, mm -hmm. uh, which is 599 Johnson. I at least remembered that. So uh, they're going to be going on well after this uh, broadcast ends. So make sure... And why should people go out and see them, Daryl? Uh, because they are just a absolute ripping live show. Alex Heigl is probably the most energetic and in just just out of this world frontman I've seen in front of a band 
Um, he's also one of our favorite human beings, yeah. um, yeah. just in general. And um, while he is no longer an instrumentalist in uh, World's Greatest Detective, he's also one of the most unbelievably talented bassists we've ever seen. Yes. If and, you need uh, a bassist, you should get Alex Heigl. Put, put him in your band. Well, yeah, Alex Heigl. 100%. Maybe we could get a bassist into the Royal there, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, we got a story about that. <laughs> we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Make It Look Like an Accident by the World's Greatest Detective. You are listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn.
Hey, you are listening to The Road and Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we play independent rock and roll from Brooklyn and beyond every Monday evening here at Radio Free Brooklyn, 8 o'clock. We're in the studio with folks from The Royal They. We're going to be talking to them in just a sec about their most recent release, and they've already made me feel really bad about missing their show on Friday, so we're, we're past that. We're over that. Um, so that set we opened with Make It Look Like an Accident by the World's Greatest Detective from their recent release, Pennsylvania Trash Sports. They are playing tonight down at Elsewhere with Boldata, Glass Slipper. Uh, Glass Slipper, who includes uh, somebody who we all love, Greg Hansen. Uh, and then Old Lady. So if you're still looking for something to do tonight, you can get out there. And then we followed it with Leech. And the band's got a gig on February 1st at Silent Barn, which is another fucking killer lineup with Big Up, Shark Muffin, and Manika. Like, wow, like you guys run in great circles. How about that? <laughs> How about that? And then we followed it with Wave Spotting by Mean Motor Scooter, who are out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Their album, Hindu Flying Machine, you can find them at meanmotorscootertx.com. And then we closed out the set with Misbehavior by Escobar. Their recent release, The Biggest Sound, they're playing on the 26th at La Boule Noire, which is in Paris. Um, and they're playing with a band, as I was telling the folks in the studio, <laughs> called Hoboken Division, which I thought was a really kind of a funny name. But the band Hoboken Division is really fucking good. <laughs> uh, so at our next show, I'm going to have to go get some Hoboken yeah. Division and play it for everybody. And they are at Dirty Water Records. So... Um, Rick, you kind of like whatever jumped the gun, and that's that's cool. Uh, we have no set format here for things, <laughs> but one of the one of the things, and this might be a sort of a long intro into what I sort of want to talk. But I think when we first met uh, last year and sort of talked about uh, the album, and that was in October 2016, so two years almost, you know, a year and a half ago. That um, I think you guys were both you you were all like really kind of excited, like wow, we did this, like we put out an album and people like it. Um, and now you've put out another album and 99% of the people who review it really <laughs> love it. But one of the things that has always struck me is that you guys, and I remember when we were trying to see if it was going to work last week. And um, and you said, no, we could do this, that uh, Rick and Daryl could come and Michelle would call in. And I said back to you, I said, that really doesn't give me the sense of who the Royal Bay is as a band. Uh, you're either all in this together or or you're not. And but you are and where I'm going with this is that you guys are all very much interwoven into the local music scene and community, which is why there's so much love at your shows. But so but my question is, is Rick, is then, you know, you go to Harrisonburg, um, you play in a decrepit house that should be condemned (laughs) and people absolutely love you like people here love you because you are people that we can all love. And so when they go to those, uh, go to the shows, it's sort of a mutual love affair. But I, I was curious about that, that you're going to a place where no one knows who you are mm. and you open yeah. and the same shit breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in that situation uh, a handful of times in, in, in my life as, as a musician. And uh, I don't know, from, from the get go, like this project, this, this band, this family that we've kind of become, um, I pretty much knew from the beginning, like it was something that was going to be meaningful, something that, you know, people could relate to. Uh, and that's kind of how we, we run this thing. It's like, if, if we're not there together all, I mean, it's difficult because, you know, Michelle's in, in med school, I'm flying all kinds of places. Daryl also is just all over the place. If, if we're not all included, then it usually doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're not happy, all of us happy, then we're not playing it. And, uh, I think that 
kind of honesty and sincerity behind our music and, and who we are uh, translates no matter no matter where we go. So even even if we got a show where people didn't embrace, I'd still I know we're being honest with ourselves and I know we're putting on our best show because that's that's what we do every time. And uh, here it was just amazing because we got such a positive response. And I think it was, you know, we found love in a hopeless place. Kind of, you know, yeah. it, it was it was one of those weird. It's cliche. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I went there. But <laughs> it, it, it just kind of happened. And uh, we we couldn't have asked for a better experience. And I think uh, it also mm. like plays into the fact that, you know, I think it was just a good scene to fit into for us, like musically. Um Illiterate Light, who actually uh, Jake Cochran was the one who like who reached out to us and suggested we come play in Harrisonburg, and he uh, he also um, and then his band Illiterate Light also played on that bill with us, and they set up I think they set up the whole night, and so it was all just it was all great music. It was one of those bills mm-hmm. when you you know a lot of times you go in and you're you're on tour and you're playing a place and maybe the scene isn't quite a good fit for you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but this time we came in and even though it was really disparate styles of music, it all seemed to somehow fit on a bill together. And it was, again, I think it was that authenticity that just like people being themselves on a stage and like putting out something that they believe in. And so when you do that, there's like a camaraderie about that, that it, you don't have to necessarily like individually know each person, but you can just sense it. You can you can tell, you know. Yeah, and I I I I think playing off of that, like the the um the 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 interesting thing about about this community that that we've become a part of uh, is that um uh, beyond that that kind of just authentic and very genu uh, very very um um em- em- emphatic and unbridled expression of 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 our love of music and and whatever form that tends to take people are pretty undiscriminating mm-hmm. and, and pretty omnivorous in terms of what they will enjoy there people who uh love music and love this music community they 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 don't they're, they're they don't love it within the confines of a genre they're very very right. um broad in their appreciation of it and uh, i think that's the amazing thing that we've tapped into in becoming a part of this community of amazing musicians is that we could be making music that is completely different from the other bands that we know and love and we still know and love each other like we're we're enormously appreciative of what we're all doing together it, um, is it a question of being the people that you want to see involved in the local music community i could not really think of a better way to put it okay. i mean yeah I, I think i think that like this this band is the truest expression of being the kind of band that we would want to be friends with like we just try we, we're as effusive and supportive of, mm-hmm. of all our friends as we possibly can be. Um, and we're, we're just out to have a good time. We're not out to, we're not trying to like, no, we'll lose somebody else out of the way to make it to the, yeah, song. not, yeah. not yeah. at all. Not, not for a second. It's about supporting each other, lifting everyone else up. Cause you know, the more you, every, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. Cause I would, uh, the, the two times I've seen you guys play live, um, have been for me, like I would consider like just absolutely spectacular bills and uh, that it's so it's from a situation where you're getting involved with other people who I see as working really hard to foster that sense of community. So the first time and um, 
going to try and sort of segue this into like trying to convince people to come out and see more of the shows. And I, I want people to go to kingpizzarecords.com and, and buy the EP, <laughs> and buy the album, because there's lots of good stuff there from you guys and, and other people. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a show that we do on Thursday evenings here called uh, Here and Now with Rachel C. That talks about wanting to encourage people to go out and you know experience live music and be a part of the live music experience. And for me, going to your shows is even though I like hide in the back because I don't want to get in into the middle of the mosh pit and end up with <laughs> bruises all over my body. Um, but but to me that it's. I'm still trying to figure out ways to convince people to go out and see the the shows. You can have a great time um, and just watch, not only hear and enjoy the music, but just watch the community and be like, this is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I say, so the first time was at um, Pet Rescue mm-hmm. um, with uh, yeah. a band that another band I will, if I could send them weekly emails, uh, I would. Uh, that was uh, Mammoth Spirit. To oh, say, yeah. like, could you guys please fucking record some more and, like, play, <laughs> play more? But, you know, whatever. The stalking laws these days, I probably don't want to do that. But, it, but that was the show that just kind of got crazier and crazier as the yeah, night went on. Yeah. And then, of course, when you're involved with the Mad Doctors um, yeah. EP release show. Game uh, the, I mean, that was just something that went from crazy pills. Uh, at the beginning, you guys went and then Sty died. Mm. And it was, you know, oh, like... Yeah. Like so I'm in the crazy. back corner. I got to get out of here. And I, either do, <laughs> I either do this now or by the time the mad doctors start, I'm not going anywhere. I'm trapped. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but I, I get what you're saying is that you want to be a part of those bills, not um, like say to elbow people out of out of the way. But you want to be a part of those bills because that's the community that you're a part of. And being involved with those bands makes that a better community for everybody absolutely yeah. and a better experience and it's also i think a big part of the the community that we're that that we are in is it's just like nice people who like making music and having mm-hmm. fun but at the same time are still somewhat responsible adult <laughs> humans uh, <laughs> no because there's you know there are two i feel like a lot of times there are two different types of people who are musicians there are the people who like Make sure all the stuff happens for tour. Make sure you have all the merch. Make sure you have all the stuff. Have everything planned. And then there are the people who are just like, someone else will figure everything out. I don't have to do anything. I'm going to show up drunk to this thing. I shouldn't be too. You know, like people who just like don't, who don't care. And I feel like, unfortunately, I feel like that is the stereotype of what musicians are is like that crazy, like irresponsible party kind of lifestyle. When in reality, it's like, no, there's like so much work that we all put in. And then a lot of times at a show, people may be like, you know, people go a little bit crazier, but it's, you know, it's, it's after, it's like a reward for doing a lot of hard work to get there. Um, you know, but the thing that's just nice is, you know, every, everybody is a, everybody within this community is, is really, you know, respectful, like when it comes down to it, like respectful and like responsible people who like who love to also rage and have fun (laughs) yeah one one little thing i'll mention is uh i think it's especially uh a cool thing in new york because you go to new york and you think oh it's a big hustle there's so many bands these communities like they don't exist you're gonna go to shows you're gonna see a different band from everywhere in new york come on people are completely unrelated i've done countless shows at Venues I you know won't list, but you know the, the, you you know the the, the venues, the mm-hmm. gigs where you go, and a couple people show up to your thing, and then everyone bounces, right? So yep. this is this is a this is an exception where everyone stays for the whole night. You know they know each other, they love each other, 
And that's something that's really inspiring for me as a musician living in New York, dealing with all the bullshit that you deal with day to day. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, <clears throat> which we all do. So by the time it comes to getting to the show, yeah. uh, it's like it's more home mm. for all of you with Absolutely. the people who you're you know, going to be playing with and seeing as compared to, I don't know, just going out to a gig. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a, the, the experience is so much better. Well, and, and, and playing off of that, because I, I complete, we all of us share that sentiment. We were all in a position at one time where we, I think we all genuinely believe that the only way to make it in New York was, was to hustle, was to kind of, you know, uh, just kind of buckle down and into this, this whole like very, very kind of pernicious pay to play, um, a mechanism that's mm-hmm. that's out there. Oh, no, for, the, the check marks for oh, what band are you here to see? Yeah, yeah. like tallying at the door and 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 uh, you know blackout dates behind uh, before and after your your gig, or they won't book you again, and and all this nonsense where you have to bring ten people or they'll never book you again. You get this impression that it is really just cutthroat out there, and that and not only that, but that you're competing. You're yes. competing with other bands for for draw. You're competing with other bands for attention. Um, and, and that, uh, you, and that's the only way to, to, to make a go of it. And so you get in that mindset, you get this really, really toxic attitude about what music is like in New York, that everyone's just out for themselves. It's, there's no sense of community. And so finding a community of people who are supportive of each other and who shun all of that bullshit Mm -hmm. and who, uh, in spite of it and very much in defiance of it, form a really strong supportive community around each other and their love of each other and their love of music. Um, that, that for, personally for me made me feel like an idiot for not knowing that was the way to do it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just very, very glad to have finally come around to that. So that leads me to a question of then knowing that you're in that part of the community and working with people that must make it easier if I, if I can use that term to like create the music that you're creating, not to say that writing a Royal day song is, 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 is just a, yeah, hey, let's write oh, one on the way know. home in the car. Um, but knowing that you're not being sort of being forced to like, let's write a hit so that when we go to our next show, like you're, you're I think you mentioned this earlier, Michelle, like, you know, you're just part of these people. And or Daryl, you were saying that if we wrote something completely different, people would love us just the same. Yeah. And, and that must be a good feeling because it gives you that freedom to experiment. Yeah, I, I think that's that's actually a large uh, that's that's sort of a large part of the the ethos that we've always had for this band it was me- it was founded on the idea of of uh, at least for for Michelle and I of doing something just completely different from what we'd done before um and not not kind of trying to think inside the box of what what we thought people would like it, mm-hmm. in fact it's it's never been about it's that it's about I think. what we like honestly yeah. it's about making songs like we 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 you know, people ask us all the time, like, oh, how do you write? How do you write songs? How do you write songs? I'm like, oh, they they come around differently each time. Like, every, like what the really common factor is that we bring it to the other people in the band and then we workshop it together. It gets edited, that whole editing process. And then it comes out and, you know, it sounds like all of us, you know, and even even and like we've had a lot of songs that kind of run the gamut uh, in terms of uh, in terms of genre, I think. But people have said that it still sounds like us. And I, I think that that is just because, like, you know, we <clears> only <throat> play songs that in the end that all three of us like. Dick. Yeah, okay. it's, it's very democratic in that way. We, we only play songs that we're all like 100 percent behind. And I think that's that's a large part of the band's identity is that it, it 
it's it's a combination of all three of our influences, however disparate, and um, and that uh, you know that 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 is what makes us interesting. Well, let's hear some more of that. Um, <laughs> but before we do, I want to play a track by someone who, when I sent your song "Sludge Fucker" to them, they just said I had to listen to the track "Sludge Fucker" and it is superb. Or he might have said this about the song: "Hey man, far fucking up."
are listening to the Road Now or on Radio Free Brooklyn Sludge Fucker. Good thing the kids are in bed <clears throat> by the Royal Day from their recently released, just released. I shouldn't even say recently released. That seems like it's in a two-month time period. <laughs> yeah. This was just released just two days ago. On, ago. on Saturday. Hey. Uh, the album Foreign Being. And before that, we heard the song Far Fucking Out by Paul Mex. Uh, that album is called Do You Want to Fuck Around? All right. Like, what do we got, what <laughs> we got going for? You're using your multi, you know. <laughs> yes, I'm, my I'm, colorful language. I'm waiting for you my to parents use a are very term proud. like Skrillius or something. <laughs> that, would, that would be good. Anyways, do you want to fuck around? Soundtrack reflections on a golden age of vice. And so also next gig for our guests is Blood, Sweat and Beers. First year anniversary show Yay. at the Silent Barn yeah. on yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. January 27th with... Oh, with Power Snap. Have you seen and Power Snap? They, I have. They're they are, awesome. They are terrific. Romy's, Romy's marvelous. such a wonderful person. Um, and, uh, and, and Scout Harris, who I don't believe I've seen before. I'm, me neither. And, and um, is it the Mad Dogs? It, it is the Mad yeah, Doctors. The Mad Dogs. Sure, it's the Mad Dogs. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, yeah. another reason to get out and to go see that show besides you guys. Yeah. Heck yeah. So yeah. and the Mad Doctors. Oh no! I, 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 is also that it's like another nice show at Pet Rescue. We haven't played there in a little no, while. It's, yeah, it's Silent Barn is what I heard. Oh, Silent Barn. Yes, yeah, Silent Barn is, is February first. Fe- right? Is oh February? Did I get it wrong? So this one's at Pet Rescue. No, th- this one is at Pet Rescue, and then the one with Big Ups is is, is at, at Silent, is at Barn. Silent okay. Barn. That's correct. Yeah. So so the the Blood Sweat and Beers anniversary is the next gig that we're playing, and then. I believe the following week is okay. the uh, is is the uh, show at Silent Barn. Yeah, I caught um, so I say the other reason to go out and see <clears throat> the show, Power Snap. I caught them when I went to go see a, a gig, and their set was awesome. And then uh, kudos to them; they yeah. stuck around till the last band went on at midnight. The bands two and three were not quite of the same genre. Uh, I wanted to see band four. Uh, I wanted to see band one and I wanted to see band four. Um, but it was great um, so that they stayed and they were whenever everybody else had left from the bands two to three. Uh, they were still there rocking out with pin act uh, at Silent Barn. And it was awesome. So oh, that's um, yeah, that's so w- which which I think I was like, this is great that you guys are still here. Again, yeah. you are the people that I want to see in the music community that I want to support. Yeah, if yeah. you're doing that type of thing. And uh, it's 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 so interesting that you point that out only because we've had these conversations with Romy, who, for those who don't know, is the front person for um, Power, Power Snap. Snap. And uh, she she's so she's originally from Israel, has been in the States for about 14 months. And I think, you know, has uh, is just so thrilled to have found that same community mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. In, in in that way, because that's something that she wanted to be a part of. That she right. was but looking she found for. it quicker than we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way quicker than we did. Yeah. Good for uh, you. Uh, okay. Um, we're not going to have much time for So this will be a cryptic crypt okay. answer. Why are men such assholes, Michelle? <laughs> like, holy, holy shit. We're terrible people, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I, I think I tend to have a more nuanced opinion about things in general. Especially like, on CNT. <clears throat> But no, I just, you know, I think I'm not surprised when I hear horrible things happening mm-hmm. because of awful men who have a lot of power. Sure. But or awful men who think they have a lot of power. Yeah. yeah. But oftentimes it's more effective when they actually have mm-hmm. a lot of power that they can do that. Um so it's you know, it's like it's upsetting, but I I think as as a woman it is something I've always just kind of known. But um I also am a little i'm a little disconcerted by the fact that we don't 
seem to be different in the in terms of the di- the, the discussion the, the the public discussion as it is now we don't seem to differentiate it's like oh a man did a slightly horrible thing he's the same as like a serial rapist and it's like okay well like like maybe maybe we should be able to have some gradation you mm-hmm. know like you know so it's actually so i'm actually i've actually been kind of like disconcerted by how really extreme it is and i i, I feel like i feel like i i was a historian so i like i studied long-term trends and things like that and um you know, generally what happens when you have something really extreme is that there's a hard pullback. So, you know, like, so the one thing I worry about is like, okay, well it's, you know, sure it's working now. Like we're getting bad, we're, we're, you know, getting the bad seeds out, but you know, if we're so extreme, then what's going to happen, you know, two years from now, is this just going to have been some fad that, you know, disappears so that's that's like the uh, type of things I think of. And I, I would say one probably never stops being a historian. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, what you're talking about is that so the pendulum is really up there and yeah. eventually gravity is going to take over and it's going to start swinging back really hard. Yeah. Um, and I and, don't want that. In reality, I right. think all I think really bad. See, I think bad sheets should be should be cast out. Yes. But if if we make it so extreme that, you know, if it's just a miscommunication between people or someone didn't really do something that horrible and it's still treated as the same, it actually diminishes the really horrible things that people have done. So like when you're equating somebody who touched someone on the shoulder and they got offended and upset versus someone who, you know, murdered people, if you're equating those two things, then you're simultaneously making that shoulder touch seem really, really awful, but you're also diminishing how awful that really bad thing was. So it's like, it's all, it's all kind of crappy. Mm. <laughs> and you guys spend time in the van with her. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I was actually <laughs> going to comment on, uh, on some of the lyrics that we had been working on for this new album. I mean, I wish I had video footage of just the, the right descriptors that these two were arguing over for some of these songs. It's just like, no, you know, it just doesn't capture the, the feeling of this song. Snot sniveling. No, it, it, ah, that's, that's too, too much alliteration going on. You know, it's like, oh man, I was in the backseat just having a ball. <clears throat> yeah, that's generally how tour goes is we're yeah. in the backseat laughing at us yeah and and, and i'm try I, I try and capture as much on my phone there will be a video at some point a montage maybe a montage. just yeah. just the <laughs> hilarity that is the tour of the numerous oh, yeah. times i try i yell at daryl that i'm going to murder him for doing oh, something yeah. in the car mm. i'm pretty sure <laughs> on our last tour the direct quote was you make everything that's wonderful terrible that's what you I said did say that. That is then that is captured on video. Yeah. But, but but here you are. Here we are. In you spite are. Of yeah. In, 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 in spite, in spite of, of how my reverse Midas touch, I turn yeah. everything to shit, and yet yeah. still here we are. It's terrible. So it's second why second album is out, and yeah. it's all it's, in the works it's, for number it three seems already. To be working out okay. Yeah. Everything's being offset. Um, well, let's get ourselves out of here with flying naked. All right. Um, and uh, maybe take some of what Michelle sort of was just talking about there and listen to the lyrics and work uh, work into that. Um, this would normally be a song where I would maybe want to talk over the intro, but I, I don't want to do that because I, I think there's some great significance in terms of how the song builds together and then yeah. uh, the outro. So uh, the album is Foreign Being. Uh, the band is The Royal They. You can find it at kingpizzarecords.com. Uh, you will also 
always find a whole bunch of other absolutely fantastic and great music uh, at kingpizzarecords.com. The band is playing. Next gig is the 27th at Pet Rescue with the Mad Doctors, Power Snap, and Scout Harris. So five bucks. It'll be a great time. There'll be a fantastic community. Beer's a dollar whatever. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Next week, we are in the studio with Rebelmatic. Catch you on the flip side.